Radio as the founders intended. Mojo Five O. You have just entered the Liberty Lighthouse, where we cut through the fog of politics with common sense and logic. Coming to you from Pennsylvania, the state of independence. Here he is, author of the book, Progress, Really? U.S. Navy veteran and your host, Peter Serafine. Hello, my fellow patriots and freedom fighters. Welcome to the Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo 5 Radio and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome. Uh, well, today we're going to talk about the, the history of communism in the United States. But before we do that, I just I have to say, I've been watching some of the uh, Democratic National Convention, and uh, you know, I get maybe an hour a night in before I basically just pass out from boredom. But the one thing I have noticed is almost every speaker just bashes on Trump in such a way that uh, it, it looks like they still can't get over the fact that, that the Democratic side lost the 2016 presidential election. And it's really what it, what it feels like to me. And everybody who talked, all I could think of was this. I turn on the tube, what do I see? A whole lot of people crying, don't blame me. But they put their little finger, everybody else down. All of the time, feeling sorry for themselves. Victim of this, victim of that. Your mama's too thin and your daddy's too fat. Get over it. Get over it. All this whining and crying and preaching a fit. Get over it. Get over it. That, of course, is the Eagles. And I just love that song. And oh my God, it couldn't be more appropriate today. Uh, that, that is exactly what I thought just about every time anybody spoke at the DNC over the last you know, four days or whatever. Uh, anyway, so I just wanted to get that out there. Love that song. Actually re- recorded a couple of shorter bits of that that I'm sure are going to start to make a regular appearance here on the Liberty Lighthouse because it's just so appropriate. So why don't we just get going and start the show? Welcome to the Liberty Lighthouse. With your Liberty Lighthouse keeper. Your beacon of common sense. Your wiki, if you will. Peter Seraphine. We urge you to join the conversation by calling 64-MY-RIGHTS. That's 646-974-4487. And sign up to be a member at liberty-lighthouse.com. That's right. Call or text 64MyRights. Pop into the MeWe chat room. Uh, text me. You, uh, I already said text. Uh, uh, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Message me. I will be listening to the show, and I will be sure to reply. Hey, if you leave voice messages, I might even leave your use your voice message on a future episode. So that's always fun, right? Get your voice out to the world, too. Ooh. And before we really start the show, um, I, I got, a, got a little bit of a contest I'm going to start. So I'm going to do a drawing on September 30th of this year, and I'm going to draw a name from a hat and give you one of the fun and fabulous prizes of your choice from the Liberty Lighthouse store. So I've got several different t-shirts and long sleeve t-shirts and hoodies and a mug and I'm 
sure I will be adding more things before September 30th when I pull a name from a hat. How do you get your name in the hat, you may ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. If you go to liberty-lighthouse.com, click the support the show button and give me financial support. Any level of financial support you like. As long as your name is on the list of financial supporters of the show on September 30th, your name will be in the hat. You can cancel on October 1st if you want. I won't care. But go ahead and uh, sign up. Click the support the show button and, uh, you know, give me 99 cents for the month and I will pull your name on September 30th and whoever's name I pull, it's a cool thing for free, you know, 99 cents. Hey, you can get like a $40 hoodie for a 99 cent raffle, basically. So please help a brother out. Now, what were we going to talk about? Oh yeah, communism in America. I came up with this brilliant idea to look at the history of communism in the United States of America after last week's episode when I talked about the Department of Education. And, well, step number 10 of the Communist Manifesto is a free state-run education system. So that made me think, hey, what else is there communist-wise? I did an episode a long time ago, pre-Mojo days, uh, about the Communist Party. I'm sorry, not the Communist Party. The Communist Manifesto and how much of it is already in the country. If you want to listen to that, you can go to liberty-lighthouse.com and scroll down the page to the bonus material. That's where I put my my uh, 60-second headline reviews that I call Liberty Minutes, Monday through Friday mornings, and the pre-Mojo 5.0 episodes of Liberty Lighthouse. So where was I? Oh, yeah. Decided to do this based on uh, last week and... Wanted to talk about the history, like how long has the Communist Party actually existed in America? And I was really surprised to find out how long it has existed in America. It actually goes back as far as uh, 1876. Now, it's a little convoluted here, and we're going to start with the current system. The current Communist Party USA was actually founded in 19... 1919. And now that was founded after a split of the Socialist Party of America. So let's pause right there for a moment. Let's talk about that. There's a whole lot of people out there that try really hard to make a clear distinction between communism and socialism. But is there really a clear distinction? Distinction between communism and socialism? I don't think there is. I think socialism almost always leads to communism. If you don't believe me, let's look at history again. So we had the Union of Soviet Socialist Republic, but they were communist. That's just one simple example. Um, So socialism and communism are basically the same thing. You can argue that uh, communism is socialism with a dictatorial leader, but, you know, they're basically the same thing. And part of how we're going to prove that they're the same thing is the history of how these things all came about. So 
1847, Karl Marx writes the Manifesto of the Communist Party, or as we know it now, the Communist Manifesto. 1876, the Working Man's Party of the United States is formed. In 1877, the next year, the Socialist Labor Party of America is formed. So that's uh, what was it, uh, 30 years after the Communist Manifesto, and we have two socialist parties in our country. Now, obviously, and before they became you know, real political parties, there were these people with these ideas in our country. So they became two legitimate political parties in 1876 and 1877. Now, those two parties merged in 1898. And in 1898, those two parties merged together and created the Socialist Democratic Party of America. Uh, Democratic Socialism. Socialist Democratic Party. Wow. It was like Bernie Sanders' great-great-grandfather or something like that. So we had two different socialist parties that merged together to create one socialist party, which then in 1919, so uh, 20 years later, split again and created the current Communist Party USA in 1919. And then in 1920, the Young Communist League was founded. Now, I want to, uh, let's look at some parallels in history. What else was going on in that same time frame, 1870 through 1920, uh, the first progressive era of the United States. That is quite interesting to me. The communist uprising in America, the communist foothold, so to speak, correlated almost identically to the progressive movement at the turn of the the 20th century. Hmm. What happened shortly thereafter? Anybody know? Think of the world. What happened in 1917, for example? 1917, uh, Tsar Nicholas of Russia, Tsar Nicholas III, was, was, was overthrown by the Bolsheviks. So the communists won in Russia. And World War I's going on. Then after World War I, here in America, we had the first Red Scare. The first time in our politics where we were afraid of communist takeover. Generally speaking, because of that fear, a large amount of American politics turned far more conservative. Makes sense. It's the reaction to the progressive of the communist. So politics turns more conservative, but it doesn't last for terribly long because then the Great Depression happens. And during the Great Depression, there's another big uprising, another big consolidation of power. A lot more people are interested in socialism and communism because, well, they're out of work and they're poor and there's no work to be had. So at that point in their lives, they're like, eh, what else? What else can we try? We can do this. So then we have World War II. World War II, after World War II, the 
Russians take over half of Europe. That's kind of scary. And then shortly after the Russians take over half of Europe, we have the Korean Peninsula split into where the communists are trying to take over what was a free country. So there goes the next big scare, the red scare that many of us have at least heard of in our country. Uh, right after World War II, from the 1940s all the way through the 1950s, you, you just didn't want to be openly a communist in our country. It was a bad thing. So much so, I mean, there was McCarthyism, and Senator McCarthy and his basically witch hunt for anybody who was affiliated with the Communist Party in any way, shape, or form. If you were found to be affiliated with the Communist Party in any way, you were blackballed. You couldn't find work. Your career was ruined. You were outed publicly. And, quite honest, your life was in danger. Because we Americans don't like communism. At least we didn't like communism. I personally am of the belief that we are right now, today, 2020, living through the third red scare of the United States of America. First, it was after World War I because, hey look, communists took over parts of the world second time was after World War II when, oh look, communists have taken over parts of the world. And now, in 2020, because, oh look, communists are in our own government. Now again, these people would say, they're not communists, we're socialists, or we're democratic socialists, or we're, I don't know, social socialists, whatever. The Communist Party USA was born from the merger of socialist parties. Communism and socialism are interchangeable. The only real difference between them is the leader of said party, said country. We have allowed, we have, a, we have elected senators. We have elected members of Congress in our country who are out-and-out admitted socialists. The leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement have admitted to being Marxist. Why is this allowed? Why is this not scaring our country into another round of McCarthyism? I don't understand that at all. And it's my firm belief at this point. Look, I'm going to take a pause here. Uh, if you haven't listened before, you should know I did not vote for President Donald Trump. I voted third party last time around. I like a lot of things that Trump does, but Trump was a liberal Democrat his entire life, and I'm a conservative. So even though he's pretending to be a conservative, I didn't trust, and still don't completely trust, that he is conservative. I, I do believe that he has those liberal tendencies still within him, and, and that scares me. So, I didn't vote for him the first time around. 
But right now, for the 2020 election, as far as I can see, it's vote for Trump or vote for communism. I am one of the many, many people, 69%, I believe, uh, that don't think that if elected, Joe Biden will complete his first term, which would put Senator Kamala Harris as president. Kamala Harris scares me more than Bernie Sanders. Kamala Harris, her Senate voting record, what she has actually done as a senator, is to the left of Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. It is... It's extreme left stuff. And she doesn't play nice with the other side. She doesn't play bipartisan politics. She has never co-sponsored a bipartisan bill. So to have her as president scares the bejesus out of me. I know, right? I had the nerve to criticize a a woman of color in a powerful position. I must be a misogynist, racist SOB. No, I don't care what she has between her legs. I don't care what she likes to have between her legs. I don't care what color her skin is. I care about how she has voted as a senator. And that is the one thing that we should all care about, is how our elected officials are performing their jobs. And I think that if Bernie Sanders gets elected, that shortly thereafter, before the end of his first term, he will quit, die, be found incompetent, I don't know, have a stroke and be incapacitated. I don't know. I don't want to think about how. But I don't think he'd finish his first term. And then we'd all be walking around our country saying this. What, is this a communist country or something? No, this is America. Yeah, no, no, this is America. That was Randy from South Park. I, I like South Park. I, I told you, anytime anything makes it to South Park, it, it proves that it's a, a big deal. Communism has been in our country for... 150 years. Communism has scared our country to the right side of the political aisle. Twice already. You might even think it's possible that a little bit of a red scare might be how President Trump got elected in 2016. I don't know, but it's possible. Take a little break right here and tell you about American Pride Roasters Coffee. Now, I told you earlier uh, on a previous episode, I am a bit of a coffee snob. I've got one of those super fancy coffee makers that grinds whole beans like seconds before it brews a fresh pot. I use filtered water, and I have it all set up so that it grinds the beans like as my alarm clock is going off in the morning. And then by the time I get up and walk downstairs, I got a nice, really fresh pot of coffee. And I just love it. I'm a Big, big coffee fan. I've got three different kinds of coffee makers. I've got that one. I've got you know, a, a French press that I use for making iced coffee. And 
done the cappuccino machine. And I just, I really like coffee. So all the hosts here on Mojo Five O Radio all swear by American Pride Roasters coffee. So I ordered some for the first time. And I got to tell you, it's good stuff. And the first thing I noticed about it is the moment you peel open the bag, the freshness of the roast, the freshness of the beans, the smell, the aroma that comes off of that stuff. It's just fresh coffee. It's amazing. And yeah, they weren't lying. It really is good coffee. Whereas they like to say, historically great coffee. It'll make you want to swallow. So why have we as a nation, or why have so many of us in our nation embraced the ideas of socialism and communism? Well, I said last week, a lot of that has to do with the education system that we have that is horribly left-leaning and has no history requirements at the federal level. And even eight states don't have history requirements at all for graduation of high school. So what are they learning about communism in primary and secondary school? Chances are most teachers are teaching that, you know, we're a constitutional republic with with a democratic core. Apparently, we're not even teaching kids anymore that the United States is not a democracy because I hear that far too often. So chances are kids are taught that there are other forms of government and socialism and communism and monarchs and dictators. These, these are all different forms of government, and they all have their goods and bads. Of course, I'm guessing. That's what I suspect is taught in primary and secondary schools anymore. There's a whole lot of history to communism that we really need to teach our young people so that we don't end up going down the same roads and making the same mistakes as so many of them have. Them being communist nations. We don't need to make the same mistakes other ones have. Do we teach kids about world politics, what's going on in the world right now? Do they have any idea what's going on in Venezuela where everybody is starving and money, like cash money, litters the streets because it's worthless? People eat their pets and zoo animals and any form of meat they can get their hands on? Even though just a decade or so ago, they were the richest country in South America, one of the richest countries on the planet, and they ruined it with socialism? We don't. I highly doubt that we teach that to our young people. Otherwise, they'd be more free of communism than they are right now. So we're, we're heading down this road, and like I said just a minute ago, I really think it's, it's Trump or communism at this point. I'd like to say, you know, the Libertarian Party or the Constitution Party or one of these other conservative third parties could save us from everything because I would love to see a libertarian or constitution party candidate that has a a legitimate chance at winning the presidency. But unfortunately, I don't know anything about Joe Jorgensen. I haven't seen any ads for Joe Jorgensen. 
I know her name is Joe Jorgensen, and she's the Libertarian Party candidate for president. But because of our system, she's not going to be on the debate stage. We don't know anything about her. So she's got no chance. So it's Trump or communism. Maybe that should be his campaign slogan. You know, campaign slogans need to be short and sweet and succinct in order to stick in people's minds. Make America Great was, again, was, was a great slogan. Trump or communism would be a good one for this time around. Well, we're coming up to the break. Uh, be back in just about two minutes, and we will continue about communism in America, more about today, why it scares the crap out of me. You're listening to the Liberty Lighthouse. Join the conversation now. Just call 64 My Rights. That's 646 974 4487. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo 50. This Second Amendment moment is brought to you by Hunter's Warehouse at 130 West High Street in downtown Belfont, Pennsylvania. When the government was closing businesses, Hunter's Warehouse was open. When ammunition was out of stock everywhere, including online, Hunter's Warehouse had it. With thousands of firearms and truckloads of ammunition in stock, no wonder people drive for hours to visit Hunter's Warehouse. Go to Hunter'sWarehouse.net for all of your Second Amendment needs. Hi, I'm Peter Serafine, host of the Liberty Lighthouse on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. I got my start in politics when I got so frustrated with progressive society that I wrote a short book. Progress? Really? My book is a quick look at the past, current, and future state of progressive culture and progressive government. I urge every liberty-loving American to read Progress? Really? Pick up your copy for less than $5 by clicking the Books tab at liberty-lighthouse.com. The most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo Five O. You are listening to the Liberty Lighthouse Podcast. Welcome back. Thank you very much for sticking around through the break, helping Mojo Five O raise some money. And, you know, if you enjoy this show at all, I mean, even if this show is tolerable to you, if the Liberty Lighthouse is uh, anything less than bamboo shoots underneath your fingernails. You really should go to Mojo50.com and check out some of the other hosts because there are shows on Mojo50 that are far, far more entertaining than mine. Uh, I mean, several other shows that are far, far more entertaining than mine. I don't really try to be all that entertaining. I try to be educational with a little bit of humor just so you don't fall asleep. So please go to Mojo50.com and check out the shows. The The Morning Mojo with Brad Staggs is the flagship. It's hilarious. I love it. Um, American Duck Radio is another one of my favorites. we got some new shows that came on the board about the same time I did. Patriotically Correct is fabulous. Uh, there's so many. Uh, anybody, you know, Defenders Live, uh, Off Track on Sundays is hilarious, and they do it on purpose. <laughs> they are are trying to be the comedy relief after all of the news and politics and stuff that drives us crazy. So lots of shows. Anybody I missed, you know, Watson and Stanley and everybody else. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I just don't have time to list all of them. But there's a lot. So go to mojo50.com 
and and check out the other shows, please, because most, if not all of them, are better than this one. Except maybe Defenders Lives. They call themselves the Dumpster Fire. I like them, but, you know, uh, I don't want to say that they're better than me if they call themselves a dumpster fire. Anyway, so modern socialism in America, which is just another way of saying communism in America, has become acceptable. It's out in the open. Everybody sees it, and it doesn't frighten enough people, in my personal humble opinion. How did this happen? Well, for one thing, words matter. You, you just got to call a spade a spade, a horse a horse. It is what it is. And political correctness is allowing a lot of this stuff to kind of sneak by us and ease its way in. And Oh, well, that reminds me. Uh, time for the weekly public service announcement. The following is a public service announcement brought to you by Big Brother and The Party. The 11th, final, and perfect addiction of the Newspeak Dictionary is almost finished. All references to gender will be removed. For example, man will no longer be used as an acceptable prefix or suffix. This will eliminate sexism in our lifetime. Likewise, master is no longer an acceptable word. Master cylinder, master degree, master card, master bait will all be renamed, ending slavery forever. The party is working diligently to remove all references to melanin levels in the skin thereby eliminating all racism. In order for this new lexicon to achieve ultimate effectiveness, our thought police are currently using Hate Week to remove all memory of gender, slavery, and race from our republic. The party and Big Brother, thank you. Now, begin today's two minutes of hate. I love my Orwell references. And again, I think I say this every week, if you have not read 1984 by George Orwell, uh, well, if you haven't read it in the last 10 years, read it again. You, It's amazing how much of this is going on right in front of our eyes. And what's more amazing to me is how there are so many people that just don't see it. So communism is becoming socially acceptable under the guise of socialism. And well, we're kind of living in the second progressive movement of our nation. That's why I wrote my book, Progress, really, because... It's the progressive movement right now. We're living in it. And communism kind of went along with the first progressive movement. And now we have a second progressive movement. So it's not surprising at all that communism is right there along with it. If you don't see the communism that's already been instituted in our current government, uh, I urge you to go back and listen to the old episode about communism in America. Some simple, real basic examples. Uh, step number two in the Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx. Step number two of communist takeover is a heavy progressive income tax. Well, in 1913, we instituted an income tax, a progressive income tax in our country. And, well, you might say that it's not a heavy tax. Joe Biden recently announced that he wants to raise tax revenue in America by $4 trillion if he becomes president. That was trillion with a T. Anybody know what the federal budget was before the COVID-19 ridiculous relief spending? 
it was $4 trillion. So if Joe Biden wants to raise tax revenues by $4 trillion, that is going to more than double your income tax. Because the federal government also gets money from tariffs and other things like that. So if the $4 trillion increase that he's calling for is a total, then income tax is only a portion of it. So your income tax is going to more than double if Joe Biden becomes president. I'm not allowed to stand up for myself. I thought this was America. Huh? Isn't this America? I'm sorry. I thought this was America. Well, thank you again, Randy. Yes, I thought this was America too. I thought that when you earned money, you got to keep that money, or at least a majority of that money. If our income tax goes up by $4 trillion a year, it's quite possible that a majority of your money will be going to the federal government. Oh, wait, that brings us to another part of what is communist about our government already. Why are we paying all of this money to our federal government in the form of taxes just to have our federal government divvy it back up and give it back to the states? If the states need that money, why can't the states raise that money themselves from their own taxes? Why are we paying all of the people at the IRS that extra layer of bureaucracy. Why are we paying for that? Oh, that's right. Federal government control, which of course is communist. That's the whole point of communism is government control of everything. Right now, we're living in pretty close to the definition of a fascist nation, and that no is not a slam on Trump. It's a slam on the federal government as a whole. And I say that we're nearly fascist. Well, let's listen to uh, Ronald Reagan's definition. If it'll look. Just a second. You know, someone very profoundly once said many years ago that if fascism ever comes to America, it'll come in the name of liberalism. What is fascism? Fascism is private ownership, private enterprise, but total government control and regulation. Well, isn't this the liberal philosophy? The conservative, so-called, is the one that says less government. Get off my back. Get out of my pocket. So total government control and regulation. Our federal government produces 3,000 new regulations a year. And it already has so many regulations that no business anywhere can possibly keep up. So by Reagan's definition, or whoever Reagan was quoting there, Our country is fascist. Well, that's not American. And if we allow the socialist or communist to come in, that's not American either. So, like I said earlier, Trump or communism. It's really our only choice in November. Do you think I'm being a little overdramatic? I don't know. The... Biden-Harris presidential campaign ticket is the very first major party ticket to ever openly call 
for your guns to be confiscated. They're open about it. They're not even trying to hide it. I mean, normally the liberals or the progressives or the socialists or whoever, they at least try to hide it. They at least say, oh, we're not trying to take your gun. We just want to make sure that it doesn't end up in the wrong hands. Well, the Biden-Harris combo, they're not even hiding it anymore. They just want to take your guns. And they're willing to say it out loud. And they still have a chance of winning. How is that possible? How, especially after the COVID-19 crisis, with record-setting gun sales of millions a month since the beginning of this mess, why is anybody even entertaining this idea? With violence in the streets, which the Democratic National Convention has conveniently ignored the riots, hasn't mentioned them once in the entire convention. But we the people noticed, didn't we? I know I did. I've bought more guns and more ammunition since all of this stuff started. Absolutely no offense to my law enforcement officer friends out there. I support you guys. I love you, my brothers. I, I You do something that I, I don't think I could do it today maybe 20 years ago, but in today's climate, I don't think I could do your job. But no offense to you, I don't think you're going to be allowed to do your job. I don't think you can protect us anymore. Defunding the police. What kind of mess is that? I mean, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Life is first. And in order to have life, your government is supposed to protect your rights and protect your life. I'm not allowed to stand up for myself. I thought this was America. You got to stand up for yourself now because you can't even trust that the police will call. Now, I'm fortunate enough. I'm sorry. Can't trust that the police will come when you call. I'm fortunate enough that I live in a small town that hasn't seen violence yet, haven't seen drastic cuts to our police force yet trust that that's not going to happen here. So, of course, I'm going to defend myself. I'm sorry. Got a little off track there. Let's go back to the socialist versus communist for a minute. I already said, you know, the the USSR, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, was obviously a communist nation. Well, Well, does anybody remember what the Nazi party stood for? That was the uh, National Social- Socialist Party of Germany. Socialist. Hmm. Part of the reason that uh, our young people are embracing socialism, embracing communism, is the history. We don't teach them the evils of it anymore. They don't know that Adolf Hitler, who killed six million people in concentration camps alone started out as a progressive socialist. What about Pol Pot? He killed like a third of the population of his country because they didn't believe what he believed politically. He started out as a progressive socialist. Lenin, Vladimir Lenin, not John Lenin, Vladimir Lenin 
in Russia, started out as a progressive socialist. Why aren't we teaching this to our young people? The New York Times, I'm sorry, not the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Wall Street Journal, not exactly a, uh, a right-wing conspiracy newspaper. Well, the Wall Street Journal reported that in the first 100 years of communism in the world, from, and they counted it from 1919 to now, well, the last year, in the first 100 years of communism, that communism had killed a hundred million people. A hundred million people. Twenty million of those were in Russia alone. A lot of those hundred million people were literally executed, rounded up and killed as political prisoners, or executed just because they were dissidents. Some of them starved to death because of the complete economic collapse that almost always follows socialist takeover. But 100 million people. Now, if you say that to a progressive, they're going to say, yeah, well, how many people has capitalism killed? I don't know. How many people has capitalism killed? Have you ever heard of communism bringing anybody out of poverty? I've never heard such a story, except for maybe the leader of the Communist Party, some charismatic young progressive socialist who then turns dictator. I'll tell you lots of stories of people in capitalist systems who started with nothing and were able to work their way out and get out of it work their way up through and become something of themselves because of the capitalist system. You don't see a whole lot of those in the Soviet systems. What I hear a lot from, well, the progressive side, free health care, free, I don't know, what else is there? Free education, free college. Why? Why should college be free? I'm willing to debate health care a little bit. I, I, I see the point that, yeah, you shouldn't die because you can't afford the hospital bill. But I also see the point of health care is expensive because of government regulation. So why do we think the government is going to be able to fix it? And do you really want the government making your health care decisions for you. Because if it becomes a single-payer system, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's what happens in socialist and communist nations. They decide where they are and are not willing to spend money, and you have no say in the matter. Now, education, free college, why on earth should I have to pay for somebody else to go to college? I didn't go to college, and I'm doing just fine. And why college and not trade school or vocational school? Who gets to determine who goes to college versus vocational school? Well, if the government is paying for it, then I guess it would be the government that decides who can go and who can't. 
do you really trust your government that much? I don't. I don't trust any government. What I hear every time I hear young people talking about free college, this is what I hear in my head. The big bad world doesn't owe you a thing. Especially, you want me to pay for your student loans for an education you already got? Absolutely not. Our socialist, progressive, communist friends think that we should forgive federal student loans. I didn't take out that debt. I got no benefit from that debt. Why on earth should I pay that debt? These young people knew that they were taking on this debt and they were going to go for a degree. It is not my fault that they went for a, you know, a doctoral degree in basket weaving. That's not my fault. That was their poor choice. And I live in a world where you have to face the consequences of your choices. Nobody else should have to pay for your bad mistakes. But in a communist world, you will. And if Biden-Harris get elected, you will. I can't believe I'm actually doing as much Biden-Harris bashing in this episode as I am. Because I really, really don't like to do this. I like to talk about issues that have been around for a good long time. I like to look at the historic aspects of them. I like to talk about them using common sense and logic. But this one, this this presidential partner ticket that we've got right now, it's outright communist. And I can't ignore it. This episode will probably lose me followers. There will probably be people that don't listen to the Liberty Lighthouse ever again after hearing this because I was so blatantly partisan. I'm sorry. I had to do it. This is killing me inside. I I really believe that it's Trump or communism right now. And I'm not a huge Trump fan. Please don't think I'm one of these people that's been on the Trump bandwagon from day one. I'm just not. And, uh, Let me take a breath and clear my thoughts for just a second. Maybe I can come up with something a little cheerier to talk about. Um, Why don't we uh, talk about Patriot Energy for a second? Let me tell you about a new company with values that you can really get behind. Patriot Energy is a new veteran-owned company doing solar the right way. Take advantage of government incentives and and cut your electric bill by 30 to 40% while buying your own system with no money down. Support a veteran-owned company, help the environment, and save money. Go to PatriotEnergyAZ.org slash Mojo50 for an estimate. You have choices when it comes to energy. Let Patriot Energy help you make the right choice for you. Patriot Energy AZ. Dot org slash mojo five zero. Patriot Energy is the newest sponsor of Mojo Five O Radio, and Patriot Energy is a veteran-owned, veteran-operated company. And I have to say, as a veteran myself, I do really appreciate that. So please 
give them a call. Go to Patriot Energy AZ. I'm sorry. Yeah. Patriot Energy AZ dot org slash mojo five oh contact the guys at patriot energy and talk to them um solar might be right for you it might not be right for you and there might be different ways to do it and these guys are the experts and they won't hard sell you they won't push you into something that you don't want give them a call talk to them um great company great guys ah so where were we social progress or social progressives or the progressive movement and the communist movement go hand in hand in our country. And it has gone hand in hand in other countries as well. So all of these progressive politicians out there, whether they admit it or not, whether they even realize it or not, they are pushing the communist agenda. And they might not, they, they might honestly think that they're doing the right thing, but they're pushing the communist agenda. So be wary of your progressive politicians and be very wary of progressive comp- uh, politicians that are being presented to you like moderates. Joe Biden, well, he's about the closest thing to a moderate that the Democrat Party even has anymore. I mean, he's still too far left for my personal taste, but he's about as, as moderate as they come in the Democratic Party today. Kamala Harris is as far left progressive communist as they come. Like, she was ranked the most progressive member of the Senate. Like I said earlier, she votes to the left, to the progressive side of Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, two people who we all know are socialists. They both admitted to being socialists. So uh, Kamala Harris is obviously then a socialist as well, whether she admits it or not. The progressive movement has taken over Hollywood. There's a new show on Netflix that's, that's promoting the sexualization of an 11-year-old girl. And that seems to be okay. The progressive movement has taken over the news media. Large majority of not only news stations, but the people within news stations, especially the young journalists coming out of journalism schools, all have progressive ideals. And news media is not unbiased anymore. News media tells you their opinion every day, and they present it in a way that makes it sound like fact. Progressive movement has taken over our education system. Colleges and universities are almost forced to be progressive because they accept federal money. And if you accept federal money, it always comes with strings attached. A lot of those strings come from our progressive governor. So, of course, the college and universities end up leaning progressive because they're kind of forced to whether they want to or not. The only schools, the only higher education schools in our country that really are free and unbiased or even conservative are those colleges like, like Hillsdale College that just does not accept federal money, ever, and therefore doesn't have to deal with the strings attached to the federal money. So they can teach as right-wing as they want, or as left-wing as they want, or right down the middle, this is pros and cons and goods and bads, because they don't have to kowtow to the federal government. 
progressive movement is taking over your primary school and secondary school educations, like I said earlier, by partially by eliminating history. Then you got Black Lives Matter and Antifa out there tearing down statues to continue removing our history. Without history, we'll soon forget that communism has killed 100 million people in the last 100 years. So remember, progress, progressives, and communism almost always emerge simultaneously. Wonder how that happens. The funny part about all of this is these progressives have taken over the institutions of our country. Like I said, they've taken over education, Hollywood, media. They've taken over basically all of the ways of influencing the people. But yet, these same progressives say that the system is broken. Well, you are the system. You're the bigger part of the system. You're the mouthpiece of the system, for sure. So if the system's broken, whose fault is that, really? So I guess, in summary, communism's been in our country. Com organized communism has been in the United States of America since 1876. And I firmly believe that today we are living through the third Red Scare in our young nation's life. We were able to fight off the first two, so there is hope that there will be a turn toward conservatism and toward the Constitution and toward the founding principles of our nation. So with that hope, it's going to sign off for the week. We'll see you next Saturday at 8 p.m. Mojo50radio.com. Until next week, protect your liberties. Once they're gone, there's no getting them back. God bless America. Thanks for listening to the Liberty Lighthouse podcast. Be sure to sign up at liberty-lighthouse.com to download Peter's free ebook from the file share page. And don't forget to call 64 my rights to leave comments for the show. That's 646-974-4487. If you enjoyed this podcast, tell a friend about Liberty Lighthouse. And wherever you listen, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. High capacity, fully automatic, large caliber, freedom. Mojo 5 -0.